in two champs. I'll answer that in a second. So look, you 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 must know that I really love podcasting because there's nothing else I'd rather be doing right now than to listening to Kanye West's new CD listening party that's happening right this moment. But yet I'm here. So that's the dedication. And I want my flowers for that. And everybody's going to have to deal with that because that's how I'm bringing in the show. But no, for real, we got a lot to cover tonight because uh, we say that frequent but like with so much stuff buzzing in the world of professional wrestling uh Frey jackson being acquitted of her child <laughs> uh, her, her trial excuse me which was oh. which was the this is the crazy this is the craziest thing ever on wrestling twitter i like forever loved it i loved every moment of it uh but along with that and all other sorts of things we got a lot to cover tonight so the big go belt podcast we're about to get started i'm back sellers will be joining in a little bit and let's get into things right now It's the Big Gold Belt Podcast. The whole team is here. Sellers will be joining in a little bit. Um, I think he's still crying in his tears right now. <laughs> he's crying. Uh, it, you know, the Suns couldn't get it done. The Milwaukee Bucks are your new 2021 NBA world champions. And I don't know. I guess, I mean, like, to be honest, Sellers is a very committed person. He's been here since day one. But he will always miss a podcast if it's something sports related. So, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not here right now because his his sons couldn't get it done. Um, so, you know, moment of silence for Sellers and his sons and Chris Paul, who just can't get a ring. Sorry. Uh, but yes, the rest of us are here. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, hashtag uh, Faye Trow was the most exciting thing to ever hit wrestling world. And it's funny because I, I saw a tweet and I think she said it or it was swole. It was somebody that said like people thought the Indies were dead and they put on a show that brought the celebs out. I mean, everybody was watching it last night uh, as uh, it was uh, Faye Jackson versus Shook Duncanton, uh, which was just the most, it was the funniest thing. And I don't think there, I mean, there, there there's a, um, what do you call it? A transcript from it, but I don't think the audio has been recorded anywhere, but it was totally entertaining. So Auntie Faye, thank you for, uh, you know, bringing some excitement last night along with uh big swole shook d uh pb smooth uh rack of people tasha steals every everybody came through so it was a good time but yeah we got a lot to talk about tonight because um tonight i i told the team i said topics we don't need actually topics and hard point because like so much has happened <laughs> 
and I'm pretty sure our devotion has went in, into all different directions. So I said, you know what? Let's just speak to what was our most exciting or what called to us the most uh, throughout everything from Slammiversary to Money in the Bank to Raw to the rumors to all of that. So um, that's how we're going to address it tonight. So we're going to we're going to talk about the big thing for us personally um, with some rebuttals and we're, we'll spin it around and then sellers will get in here late, obviously, and then we'll probably not pay attention to him because he's going to be sad. Um, <laughs> Poor sellers. Poor so sellers. That's, that's that. Uh, but for me, even Marie, that's it. End of story. Shut oh. up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you get Damien right off the bat. Next. Oh. <laughs> so, so no, but no, no, no. Seriously, um, let's let's start with Damien because I feel like he 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 feels the most <laughs> impacted by that statement. But yeah, Damien, what was the most noteworthy event for you in this very uh, slam packed week of pro, pro wrestling? Man, listen, there was a lot, especially down here in the DFW, uh, you know, with all the WWE stuff. And then last night, for me personally, being at AEW live last night was 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 something. Uh, like I told you guys previously with GCW, I, I was one of the few people wearing a mask in this audience. And true, true to form, last night, one of the only people wearing a mask in this exact audience in Garland uh, at the Caldwell Center. Uh, it was jam-packed. It was yeah. damn near a sellout. Like, we thought it was going to be a tarped-off section like they did the last time they were in town. No, no, my friends. It was full-packed people on top of each other. Uh, for some odd reason, quick plug to Free Play Arcade. A lot of us showed up. I don't understand why all of us just didn't get seats together, but we were like, all in, I, like, similar sections. I like those free pay people, man. They they, they support us. We, we, we like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we free will, play. We, we rolled out in force last night, and I think for me, one of the biggest things about that show overall, what a lot of people aren't really talking about, is that it felt like a B show, because this was Fighter Fest night two. So a lot of the people who wrestled on night one the week prior didn't really wrestle yesterday. Like, we had a brief Kenny appearance. There were no Young Bucks. Uh, you didn't see Death Triangle until the, uh, the tapings of Elevation. Uh, a lot of the heavy hitters were missing from said show last night. And with not, that notwithstanding was still a decent show. No Cody, no Malachi, Mordecai Black. And yet, <laughs> they still managed to get people talking. First and foremost, fucking Nick Gage at an AEW event last night that no one knew was going to happen. <laughs> who would have thought? thought of all people, Nick MF Gage shows up and the place just lost it. You they can curse. Lost it's, it's, a, it. it's okay. You, you're allowed to curse. By, right, by, well, by the way, by, by the way, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me get in. Uh, yeah, get him uh, in here. I see him in the lobby. Hey, look, there's look at him. Guy. Look at that guy right there. <sighs> like, hey, Mr. <sighs> Silly Sellis has joined, sir. Uh, I'm we, back. We, we understand that the sons are also home right now, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. We love you. We love you. Yeah, but, man. But, all good. But go ahead, Damien. Let's let, go ahead and finish. Oh, yeah, real quick. So, like, Nick Gage showing up, knocked people's socks off. Uh, the amount of people who don't know how to sing Judas uh, was, was hilarious. 
Because, you know, like sometimes, you know, like we have a favorite song or a famous song. Everyone just makes up their own lyrics till they get to the chorus. That is so true. That was the vast majority of people going, till the chorus hits. It sounded like both does a harmony out there. Uh-huh. And I'm going to miss Uncle Charles. That's exactly what it sounded like for the most part. I'm going to miss everybody. I'm going to miss everybody. Yeah. So that was another thing. But overall... I got to say, from sitting in the crowd, and I'm, I'm sure we're probably going to talk about this because I brought it up last night in our group chat, El Idolo is dead in the water. So terrible. And we, we talked about that the last couple of weeks, but it was evident last night, the what chance to the point where I got, I, I don't know where that came from, but I tell everybody to shut the fuck up in my section. But <laughs> when he kept talking, the more the what's came, and not even Chavo Guerrero showing up could save his ass. <laughs> So I'm I'm so so sorry for him to be already dead three weeks into his debut. Uh, the show ran way too long. Uh, we started off with uh, dark hour of that taping, and then we had dynamite, and then we had almost two and a half hours of elevation. And I was exhausted by the end of all this, you know. Like, and I'm not a diehard AEW screamer yeller person. Uh, but it was exhausting. And and one little other thing that we'll address later. Remember the uh, the rumbling heard around the world a couple weeks ago with our boy yeah. Yuda. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the most over people in that building last night. And I'm going to say good for him. That's, wow. that's unexpected. I mean, I I mean, we appreciate the talent. I mean, we we've seen him since day one. But like, that's unexpected. So that's good to hear. That's that's real good to hear, actually. So and a lot of people knew who he was too, aside from being squashed by the Bucks. Like people knew who yeah. he was, and it was good to see. Where where is Rilla Yuta from originally? Where would you say his home base is from? Isn't he beyond? I, when we say he's from beyond, I mean that's the first time I seen him before before he came to our area and really ran around all of our promotions. But like I I don't know where his home base is at actually hmm. or where. Where is he built from? Um, and 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 quickly, why everybody who's watching us live definitely jump in our live chat and uh, be a part of tonight's discussions. Let us know what was the most exciting thing for you this week. Um, I know everybody wants to talk about Daniel Bryan and the CM Punk rumors, oh, so boy. let us know your thoughts. Let us know your favorite matches from Money in the Bank. Uh, so your your biggest surprise from Slammiversary. You know, uh, let us know all of that. So. Um, but as we go around the table, uh, uh, anybody, any comments to Damien and his experience from the week? So I do want to ask, though, because I know me, Will, 2 Chains, everybody in the D.C., Maryland, you know, Jamal, too, was all at the premiere of AEW. So from the premiere of AEW to where it is now, production-wise, live, even though I know, Damien, you wasn't at the original one, but do you think it has progressed to become, you know, a bigger company than when it had started production-wise from what they put on no. the live show now. Okay. From from mm. the last time they were in the in the area, area back in 2019, mm-hmm. a lot of the production, except for the pyro actually working every time they used it, <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't really say the production <laughs> was great. Uh, just live. 
You know, mm. I think mm. the boom mics were a little too sensitive to the point where mm. everything sounded like a car crash. Even people just calling spots in the ring, you could hear from my section. Wow. Uh, okay. So I think that was a little off-putting for people who don't know about, you know, spots being called in the ring and yep. so forth. Uh, but aside from that, you know, Cody Cody Jesus comes out and blesses Cody, us. Cody Christ. Cody Christ. Cody Christ comes out, does a raffle for those less fortunate. Shout out to the Salvation Army they worked with last night, raising money and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> basically gave 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 away some 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 ring worn gear to people who wanted to give up charity money for the Salvation Army. And uh, yeah, that was his big hullabaloo. Tony Khan came out at least four times during the show because he knew motherfuckers were exhausted, so he kept coming out and saying. We promise to make it worth your while. We promise to make it worth your while. So everybody would stay for the elevation tapings because uh, Mofos was tired, man. But other than that, like, I don't think the production still need is where it needs to be. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, that might just be from for Garland. I don't know if it's for other locations <laughs> when they start retouring on the road. I yep. was half half interested, almost this close to buying a ticket to go to North Carolina next week to mm. see the Nick Gage match because I was intrigued as to where I, how it's going to play in other locations. Uh, you know, you know, if next week wasn't what next week was, I definitely would have been like Jamal. You want to make that trip or sellers too, North Carolina? I mm -hmm. wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind for free. We say we got family down there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess I'll I'll jump in second here. I mean, I'm, it's short and sweet for me. Um. I thought, and I know we're in an era where everybody's paying attention to ratings and whatnot. Yeah. I thought Slammiversary did an amazing job of the whole production, the storylines, the surprises, and everything. Um, I'm going to focus on a smaller part of it, and I think I want to go towards uh, Deanna Perrazzo and her match with Thunder Rosa, who Thunder Rosa alone is another subject, so I, I won't steal yeah. that. Um, but, you know, her being there is definitely monumental, and I think that Deanna, uh, I think that Thunder Rosa is doing the EC3 gimmick better than the EC3. And I'm, 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 I'm going to compare that a lot, you know, but um, Deanna Perrazzo, I think it's really interesting because I think on the independence, I think we all thought that she was a tier, thought she was yes. really good. And WWE didn't see that. And maybe some fans probably not. I mean, it's hard to assess that when you're not given an opportunity. I mean, there's been plenty of talent in every sport that sat on a bench until they were able to start. And then they just took off, you know? And I thought mm -hmm. that, you know, whether you know Deanna Brazza from the Indies or whether you know her from WWE, I think the way she's being utilized right now clearly shows how talented she is. And I thought it was so amazing that, especially what we talked about last week, uh, the week before, because I missed last week, emergency, by the way, um, how not only is she your impact champion and, you know, it's obviously the chase against who's going to beat her, which obviously means anybody can be inserted at any time. Right. But then you got Mickey James comes out and, and, and extends an invitation for her to be on NWA, which um, right now impact is, is, uh, is being shown impact is tape. So we, we, we do know that Deanna Prazo will accept that invitation now. And then she has to go to AAA in a month. And also have a champion versus champion match. And the reason why this is significant to me is because 
a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how a lot of promotions are starting to be more keen on women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Not that it never existed. Not that they don't have the talent. Not that they are even better than men at times. It's just the fact that right now, it seems to be a peak interest from across all the promotions to do things women-related. And the fact that Deanna Peraza is literally the walking epitome of the forbidden door right now is so interesting to me because she's getting ready to work another major promotion as the champion. She's getting ready to work a Mexican show as the champion. And she still is must watch in her promotion in um in uh impact. And then she just worked at AEW Star. So I was very fascinated. I mean, overall, I, I took the low road here because there's a lot of things that came out over the weekend. I wanted to put some emphasis on this is because I think that for everybody who peep who peep into impact because of the ramifications of who may show up and all of the razzle dazzle with that, there's some good storytelling happening with their champion in Deanna Perrazzo. And I think that's something that people need to lock into and become reinvested because whether you like throwing the indies and you fell off when the WWE didn't really work out, I think it's right now a good chance to jump back into what she's doing because NWA tournament's going to take off and that's going to be must watch. And then continuing that going in out of AAA and champion versus champion is also going to be must watch. And I think again, she's, she's not doing it as a, the gimmick of the forbidden door. She's actually doing it. It's an impact in this purity is doing it. And and, and without the purple rope saying, look, it's 205, it's cruiserweights. They're they're doing it <laughs> without saying, hey, guess what, guys? You guys are working with all promotions. I mean, and even when you talk about Blind for Glory, which I'm going to, which is going to be in Vegas, they showed the, every promotion that they work with. And that's just another indication that y'all all know that everybody is about this without the Tony Khan's of the world saying, look what we're doing. Rid of forbidden door. It's a gimmick. No, everybody outside WWE is trying to work together to try to create some balance and try to create some interest. So, uh, Deanna Peraza, I think, is definitely somebody that uh, people need to reinvest in if in case you fell off. So, that was my big thing for the week. Will, let's jump to you real quick on this. Okay. I've been thinking as you guys were talking how I wanted to approach this. And what I'm going to go with is what made what gave me the biggest smile mm. this week as I was watching stuff. What really popped me the biggest? And it was two things, but they're tied together. So on Sunday, with the return of fans, we had money in the bank. Yep. And those briefcases went to Nikki Cross, Nikki Ash, however you want to put it, and Biggie. That Big E win, I think, was the highlight of, of my weekend. Just mm-hmm. that how it was received, just the outpouring of, like, just positive support for it. I mean, I can't think of anything I saw where anyone was like, that Big E don't need, he don't need that briefcase. You know, I Good can't point. think of anyone trashing it or anything. It was like a universally, like liked move as far as I can tell and just I just know when it happened it put a big ass grin on my face now Nikki Cross on the other hand it wasn't my first choice I was feeling Liv Morgan a little bit more for that but I was very happy for Nikki Cross fast forward 24 hours to the end of Raw and she cashes in and beats Charlotte and you end Raw with her in the crowd going nuts and like just every picture you see of her at that title win you look at the people around her there's smiles on all their faces 
it was just a real feel-good moment. Both of those I thought were really just fun moments. And that's the big thing I wanted to see with fans returning this week. Is I wanted just fun wrestling moments is what I wanted yeah. to see. And we got yeah. that, I think, in both those things. So that's what I'm going to go with. The fun and the smiles of Big E and Nikki Cross. Okay. Nice pick. Jamal. Yeah. So the biggest thing uh, for me over the week was in Japan. It was uh, Chocolate Pro Wrestling. Uh, Lulu Pencil, who is 5'6", 100, hell, 95 pounds soaking wet and carrying a five-pound cinder block versus... Uh, accomplished uh, deathmatch wrestler Chris Brooks. Uh, they went and they had their big blow-off uh, match in, which has been going on for about the better part of a year. I think they said officially ten months, but the longest short of it is they had their blow-off match, and it was a thirty-minute Iron Man match. Uh, Lulu Pencil is a freelance writer in Japan who uh, is associated with Gotta Move Pro Wrestling. She is not a wrestler by trade at all, but she, of course is getting in the ring and Chris Brooks is kind of a dick and very British. Um, they basically had this very long feud and it was fantastic. Uh, just, it's one of the best matches I've seen this year. Um, a great store blow off to the story. Uh, you know, just absolutely fantastic. Uh, best wrestling I've seen for free this year. And I went to a pay-per-view for free. So, <laughs> hey, um, stop, you know, stop it, sir. Stop it. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, congratulations to Emmy uh, Sakura. She puts on another hell of a show. Uh, God damn. So if we can wrap this up, because their next show starts in about 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jamal, I'm sorry. You're being very committed about 100% attendance rate. If, if, if Marcellus could put us on the back burner for his 49ers and, and sons, then you absolutely can go away. From I, I won't be here next week, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but look, understand approved travel and leave is there. Sellers is like, hey guys, I got something going on, yeah. and it be fucking the forty ers I'm like, what? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. That's my PTO is is with those two teams that won't nice. give me championships. <laughs> uh, three three missed championships since 2012. That's my life. Oh, and my Indians to it too. So four missed championships since 2012. <laughs> All right, so uh, do, do you want to use your time to talk about wrestling, or we can definitely focus on mental health because I think that's also important. So if you want to, you want to go down the the depression route, then you got the platform, sir, because so it's say, been hard on your end. <laughs> so I'll say this: I'll start with mental health route before that actually will tie into it. My biggest thought for this weekend too. So the mental health portion, I will say, from being a fan of these same teams, I've loved through losing seasons and being committed through them. And being able to say within the last decade, getting a chance to see three of my favorite teams participate in championship games and all losing sucks. Um, but I will say it, it has been a bucket list. And shout out to Two Chains, who definitely blessed me while I was in Phoenix, you know, being able to see you. the NBA Finals live. It was nothing like it. And granted, I was happy we won that game when I was there. But just the fact that you can go to a sporting event and sometimes you can just sit there. And for a basketball game, you can really sit for a whole court and be like, hey, cheer, clap. But... <laughs> the atmosphere where we're like literally standing up when you see a transition transition happening on the court was just the type of atmosphere that was there. What you see on TV, nothing compares to the energy that was in that arena. Um, I would I would definitely not miss that for the world. Just blessed to have an opportunity to do that. Yeah. However, it was sad that they lost, and I was sad about this weekend. And let me back up a little bit and explain why I was sad about this weekend. 
and has all to do with wrestling. I'm going to give myself a little bit credit because I know a couple of months ago when we was talking about how we're shifting to fans coming back and how we're shifting to money in the bank. I said that Money in the Bank is going to become one of those top four pay-per-views that's going to be like the Royal Rumble of the summer that they set up for big moves of what SummerSlam is going to be. And that was it was laid out straight that way for Money in the Bank, where, like you said, Will, how Nikki Ash and Big E won, that was like you saw two Royal Rumble winners in the mm. summer getting ready for SummerSlam. And then, as what I said as well, when you have that Monday, that Raw after, you know, Money in the Bank, you're going to have some people coming in to try to pipeline going into some of Slam storylines. But this is where I was pissed off. Don't bring back money players to a fresh live crowd that hasn't seen wrestling in 18 months to shut them down in squash matches. It who is are terrible. You, who are you talking about here? What are you referencing? Keith Lee <laughs> and Karrion Cross. The way you bring them in premieres and vignettes, surprise entries, and the way you have both of them lose on the Monday after a huge pay-per-view success is terrible. You okay. cannot build up any more stars. Even though they, you know, big, uh, excuse me, um, Keith Lee was already established on Raw, but he was returning. And then Karrion Cross, who is your NXT champion, and you bring them on Raw for the first time, and you bring them in those type of ways, and they lose. And it, to me, that's terrible. And then you try to bring Goldberg in to try to bring money into Ugh. SummerSlam. That's terrible. It's like, how do yes. you <laughs> yes. how yes. do you use that aspect to bring stars like that in terrible scenarios? You you have to build your stars up. You have to build your future up. Because in a way, what is your time in NXT going to be for if you're going to continue to do this in a negative way? So that's what I did not like, that I was disappointed with this weekend that I wanted to spotlight. But go ahead, 2 James. I know. I think that's a great point. But um, I feel like, I, I, I don't know. Is this a, should, should we take a break here and then dive into that? We can. We can. I, I think that's commercial a very break? interesting aspect here. I think it might be time to, to we'll jump into our commercial break a little bit earlier here. Um, um, anybody listening, definitely jump in our comments. Let us know your thoughts about the things that are being said here. Let us know your positives and your negatives of this entire week of pro wrestling. Um, if anybody's watching on Periscope, because I feel like people are commenting and we're not actually getting it through our feed, I extremely apologize uh, for that. Uh, you can tweet us at BGB Group. Um, that way we can actually see it there. Uh, but yeah, this, this, it's a lot. This is kind of we're kind of freestyling this weekend. Uh, but definitely, we want to know your positive and your negatives or the things that are going on. Anyway, let's we will jump to commercial break here. Shout out to Free Play, as Damien said, uh, the, them and the crew. And um, yeah, when we get back on the other side, we will talk about uh, Silas's very disappointing but interesting comments. Today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America rather effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Here's the best part. Using Omeo saves you time and money. And I like saving those things. So that's a win-win situation in my book. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the code OMEO5 at checkout. Valid until about July 31st for new users and on all modes of transport. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Omeo, plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. 
Yeah, and you can find that information in the description below for all our avid travelers. And uh, as the world starts to open and people who wants to uh, yes. get to these wrestling shows, you can <laughs> get, get yeah, some wait. assistance there. Because everybody don't have Jamal, who helps me travel, by the way. <laughs> but, um, Sellers, I think that... You have an interesting point, and I think we want to talk about Karen Cross because we talked about him a couple of weeks ago. So let's quickly talk about why this didn't go the way it did. And I will forever mimic and repeat this comment of people, the casual WWE fans. WWE, when I say WWE, I mean the people who come there with their kids, who watch wrestling sometimes, who buys a shit ton of merch, Belt. Who still thinks Hulk Hogan wrestles there? Yeah, yeah I mean the, the Undertaker may show up tonight. You know, folks those who are over the moon for John Cena returning. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. They don't watch NXT. Nope, they just nope. don't. Nope. And 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 much like what Will said, this doesn't watch NXT. That is his recruitment territory. Of that person looks like somebody I use, so I'll take him. Karen Cross had no, he was dead on arrival. There was no way he was going to get over. I don't care if he won. I don't care if he lost. I don't care about the Wikipedia stuff that people are playing around with. <laughs> I read that. <laughs> I just, I just yeah. don't care. I just, it doesn't work because he may have the physique. He may have the vanilla entrance, which is, you know, strike one on their mishaps. It was never going to work. So I'm not disappointed because I'm like, yep, this is exactly what I was going to. And although I know anybody been listening, say I, it's in contrary to what I said before. I said that if you bring them up, you bring them as a package deal because there's absolutely no reason you would ever do anything other than that. And then I forgot who I was talking about because it's exactly the same people who will make carrying cross at some point become cross. Just yep, cross. Just cross. So that day's um, coming. Yeah, it's it's coming very soon. Probably two weeks. They're gonna give him a first name called Chris Cross, and then we're gonna be all oh. jumping around the place. So there you go. Wearing clothes backwards and everything too. <laughs> I missed the bus. Oh, that's something I will never ever ever do again. <laughs> I missed the bus. <laughs> I tell you, when when Cross showed up on Monday night, the writing was on the wall. The moment no more words hit and Jeff Hardy's theme music yep. returning got a bigger reaction. Yep. That oh, right man. there set the tone. No one yeah. cared about him the moment they heard that song. It was Jeff Hardy's moment. Yeah, and, and I, it is what it is. And I mean, Jeff Hardy has. I mean, it's not. It wasn't. A, it wasn't the proper booking. Jeff Hardy has fans forever. Jeff Hardy is like almost on the same level as like when it comes down to nostalgia. It's like a fallout boy. It's like that rock band that everybody oh, glorified. And like, it doesn't even matter if they make music, but if they come back, you're like, holy shit, fucking fallout boy, you know? <laughs> and, and and it doesn't matter if Jeff Hardy has the same flight. If he it looks the same, his body paint, I mean, his facial paint and all that can obviously, it's still part of the theatrics and, 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 and aesthetics. Well, they don't care what he does and how Chris he is and if he's limping or whatnot. It's just a matter of like, damn, that's somebody I grew up fantasizing with. Hashtag free Britney Spears because, I mean, it's the same thing for me. Well, on that note, it's like, I, don't, I know she's acting very weird right now, but I still love me some Britney. But I think it's the same matter. It doesn't matter. And like, if you put somebody that's overly popular against somebody who's up and coming, 
could be good it's not going to matter it's not going to matter at all so they really really handled this bad and i have no clue and maybe you all can either speak to this question or your thoughts about this as well is what was the think piece here were you looking to see could he get over jeff hardy are you looking to see if like how was the crowd going to respond as him being a nobody to somebody that is a legend like what is the rationality here you know i don't get so, it so so real quick Britain. I'm not, I'm, and you guys all know this, I'm not a Cross fan. In fact, I was cackling when I saw that he lost. That's number one. <laughs> but more, but really, when you really look at it in a vacuum, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. They had him working on main event against Shelton Benjamin, right? Yep. Trying yep. to get him used to the WWE ringer. That would have been the kind of thing to bring back to the main, you know, the main show circuit to be like, okay, he's been working with Sheldon, uh, Shelton. They've been getting a feel for each other in WWE style. Maybe have him squash Sheldon Benjamin. That would have been okay. Not for Shelton, obviously, and because we like him. But in that realm, it would have been fine. But to, to James's point, the minute Jeff Hardy's theme popped up, I yelled while I was watching it. And I said, good. Cross deserves oh, to fucking lose now. OG theme too. So they definitely was out for blood. That wasn't even right, yeah. bro. That was so, definitely so, messed up. <laughs> so somewhere in the back annals of, of Vince's mind thought, hey, you know what's a great idea to show Hunter what's up? Is to literally poop on his champion on his first <laughs> night up to have 97-year-old Jeff Hardy roll him up and use a schoolboy and use legs on the rope to win. And then he cut the most the least authentic sounding promo I've heard in a while where he goes, his typical TikTok, time's up for Jeff Hardy. My man, you don't sound really scary right now when you're yelling at Mr. Patrick, okay? You don't look really scary when you lose in a minute and a half. I think that's what the people timed it as. He lost in a minute and a half. But the biggest indictment is something we've talked about, and I'll let Will jump on this point afterwards, is because there's an eerie parallel here with Karrion Cross and Scarlet. And we've talked about it. It's been ballyhooed, and we smell it. We called it for a while ago, and I'll let Will jump on that one, but it's coming, and that is the number one reason they bought him up without her. Go ahead, Will. Mm, yeah, I, I'm telling you, you talk about that promo. The thing that got me was right after he was rolled up, the first camera shot they had of him after he got beat, the look on his face, mm-hmm. he didn't look mad. He straight up looked sad. Dejected. Yeah, yeah, he looked completely deflated. He didn't look angry. He just looked like they looked took all the wind out of him. Like he knew he was dead on arrival. It was that 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 spoke tons to me. Now, as far as what's going on here with this whole thing, I think it might be as simple as this. I think Vince got to look at this, got to look at this guy, got to look at the package, at the whole thing, and for whatever reason, he don't like it. Mm-hmm. And he's his whole thinking is, you know what? I don't like what Hunter's done here. I'm going to tear him down, and I'm going to rebuild him the way I want to. And this was the first step, that he's tearing him down, and he's going to do whatever he wants to do. Or the other big thing, elephant in the room, he got to look at Scarlet. And that's where all his and that's where all his damn yep. attention went. Yes, it, is Mark, it is Mark Miro and Sable all over oh. again. Oh, that's even worse. That's and that brings my point even worse. If I may add this in, and well, I, don't, I don't mean to stop you here. But this, is, this, this is what the problem is. 
I'm gonna name some champions here, and I'm gonna include some that some people think they've been successful, but in ways not. Say something positive, because Will has me no. deflated right now. No, <laughs> Kevin Owens, Shinsuke, Andrade, Cian Almas, Drew mm-hmm. McIntyre, mm-hmm. and now Karrion Cross. Mm-hmm. All five male NXT champions that have not had successful reigns of being your top guy in WWE. That's and not that's true. A since since that's a problem. Why, why doesn't he? Why because, doesn't he? Because he's slowly becoming a, a champion who's held every title. Yeah, he's one part. short of the Grand Slam. He's one short of the Grand Slam. Yeah. So like he's mm. and, and I and I, I get it that you like if you're like top talent in NST, that means you should be top talent in in in, in the main roster because we've you seen should. it for years. We've seen it with Paige. We've seen it with Charlotte. We've seen it with Seth. Uh, Oh, That's Dallas an even bigger indictment, actually, happened. when you think about that two chains. That's a bigger indictment. Why is it that the women that women come out of NXT they're doing it. become major players in WWE? No, 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 that's not true, because Ember Moon Not the men. Ember Moon never, it, ever, ever resonated. Percentage-wise. Percentage-wise. Yeah, I mean... Well, injuries were her, though. I, I, again, I think it's to Jamal's point, who's being super humble right now about it, is that... It's not really a second grade to third grade transition. It's just not. It's almost like a second grade to college at a point, or maybe a second grade to like a art school. It's not the same. It's not the same category. And I, you're not, you're not in NXT to, to prep for the main roster. They just happen to be under the same umbrella, and people are just getting really, really lost in the swirl in the translation. Jamal, I didn't want to get but, in there, so I get but let me you. Let me go right before, and I want to jump to what the Ellis Rican just said, and they put on chat. Can we put that back up? Because they said, you. you know, don't don't forget that Kevin Owens was the second Universal Champ, and you're right. But how he won that title was kind of very <laughs> sneaky and not in the deserved way where you earned it. No. It was literally given to you. No, no, they no. They got my Goldberg. No, 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 no. Kevin no. Owens, though, the whole last year was all about Drew McIntyre. Yeah, but, but, I'm, but, but so. even with... But you can't, just, you, you don't have an argument with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is definitely... I mean, we talked about that t- this two weeks ago, too. Kevin Owens is the epitome of trying something different. And it worked. And sometimes everybody gimmick does not translate into the main roster. Kevin Owens is the anomaly of all of this, where it worked. And again, because uh, I don't, not to steal Jamal's points, but it, this is a lot of what he was saying. It's just like this person isn't no seasoned chicken. Like he's been around, he knows. And like the reason why he got into this company is for what he was doing and they brought that in and they just happened to trans and he happened to be one of the ones that could uh, that, that can speak the language and translate it to the main roster so i don't i, I don't I, and i get what you're i get what you're aiming at but it's it's also it's a inconsistent like basis because it is hot and cold but again the, un- the inconsistency is because people in nst aren't being trained for the main roster and also the other really wild card factor to this is that even if they are being trained for the main roster, the main roster audience isn't taught to watch NXT. They don't even right. acknowledge NXT on a consistent basis. Let's real quickly before, because I, I want Jamal to speak on this. Let's show. Let's do a show of hands. How many people think that on an um, Survivor Series that NXT will be a third brand? Nope, <laughs> not this year. That that ship has sailed. One and oh, I think it's clear as day. Okay, then 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 cool. <laughs> 
But I'll say this too, just real quick, and I'm going to let Jamal go. Even when Kevin Owens first started, had a great first match against John Cena and won that match, which is a classic, one of my favorite all-time John Cena matches, but then he lost the next two. I mean, so, I mean, in a way, and I, and I get what you're saying with the hot and cold and the inconsistency, but if you're building up talent, build them up to be on your top performing show or you're not building people. This like for example, I'll give shout out to Giannis real quick, right? You build Giannis up if you're the Milwaukee Bucks and then you have him become a champion. You this don't is- build Giannis up to have him become a seven-time, ten-time hey. all-star and not win a gold or champion to be your top person. Now Giannis could be considered one of the best in the NBA. And I hate saying that. Hey, did you literally hey. compare building Giannis to building someone from NXT? No, no, hey, no, by, yes. by the, by the way, He's spoken all bitter hurt. So everything he said is not oh, admissible in this court today. So let me just confirm two things. Number one, the NBA is a work. Uh, just so you know, you heard it here first. It is a work. It is a the work. NBA I know. It's 100% oh, yeah. work. Scott Poster uh, is know, the, the go home show was game six. Just it so was. You know. It was. <laughs> that, was the, that was the blow off uh, since the All Star break. Uh, you know, the NBA is totally at work. They said we uh, got to get the Olympics in. And NBC, it was working together with uh, ABC for work. Uh, well, you know, it helps when ESPN owns a chunk of the NBA. Just saying. There you go. There um, you go. With, with that said, though, uh, we, the big thing is, uh, to put it shortly, is compatibility. If you are a person and WWE has a is a square hole and you are a block, and it's obviously naturally not going to fit. So what do you do? You shave it. You you make it work. You fit it in, and it, and it, it will work over if it doesn't. Uh, the thing, the problem is, is that, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Uh, in NXT, they and WWE are all playing football, except that the NXT version is Canadian football. The WWE version is the NFL. They are both football, but they are not one hundred percent the same. And when you are coaching people to play one game and then you send them off to play a different game that's eerily similar in a lot of ways but definitely different where it counts, they will fail or it will be harder for them to succeed unless they're already built into the system. Kevin Owens has a gimmick that transfers more easily into the WWE style. Ember Moon does not. Ember Moon hey. has more of a of an aesthetic, you know, gimmick. Go ahead. Yeah, that to your point because you're speaking to me. Uh, Sellers, how many top tier NCAA quarterbacks go into the league and become tight ends? I only know it, one. What I know do you mean two. you only Matt know Jones one? Tim Tebow, right? oh, oh, I forgot about Edge Arkansas. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. I got two. That's <laughs> two. Two. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, Julian Edelman, you don't know him? You can't stay. Well, he, he's a wide receiver, yeah. though. It doesn't he's matter. Receiver, you play, oh, it doesn't matter. Still, you played four years of a position to prepare you to go for that position to the upper level, and then you didn't. And then the question is, did that system that you played in in NCAA prepare you for the system for the NFL? No, it you're didn't. right. No. Jamal, continue. Yeah, so, so that's, 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 that's that really is. But we just confirmed the NBA is a work. So that, that's, you know, that's number one. Well, it is a work. Uh, Scott Foster is the reason behind it. So, no, but, but the idea is, though, I don't care who you are. I don't care what sport you're in. If you're playing basketball and you think that, like, you're going to run with the big boys in the big three, and that's going to translate to an NBA season or even a G League season, you're wrong. It's, there will be, you would need to adjust. Um, and unfortunately, uh, WWE doesn't seem to 
train NXT hopefuls for the adjustment. That, that that's all, and that's why we see it's such a you know wishy washy type of a deal with NXT hopefuls coming up, where you can just you just know that certain people coming in like the Ascension. Oh, they have a really cool indie gimmick. They will not make it to Raw, and that's exactly what happened. Um, you see, Bo Dallas. Oh, well, damn, he's just doing John Cena as an asshole. That's cool. He kind of made it because that's more of the WWE style. I, I don't think that a lot of guys um, that shine elsewhere fit into the WWE system. And this is what it comes down to. This is why there's so many people that were on the chopping block earlier you know, in the past uh, three to six months. It's not just signing people out of spite, which is what WWE did. Realized they had so many contracts on the on the on the roster that they weren't doing anything with, because you just sign people to sign people. And then when they cut them, people went, "Oh my God, why did you cut them? They have families." Well, they had families when they signed them, and, and didn't work. So, I don't have a problem with WWE trimming their fat. I do have a problem with them bringing in people knowing good and damn well that they're signing them out of spite. Stop doing that. It's it's not worth it for you. You're wasting everybody's time. Granted, the wrestlers are getting paid, so that's not the issue. They're getting paid to sit home for 90 days, so that's not really the issue. Uh, the issue is you're wasting everybody's creative time, and there's only so many more weeks before the next uh, before WrestleMania, before All Out, before uh, Slammiversary that you just miss, and then that's unfortunate to miss those things. So I just hope that WWE gets better in streamlining their talent. And give the people that you want to get. If you really want to get a guy, throw the truck at him. I don't care. But just give the people that make sense to get. Don't just get them because they're a name and you don't want the competition to happen. And then you put them on 205 Live, uh, you know, for for 18 months. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I just think that I really, 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 really hope that um, WWE decides to stay in their lane, basically. They know exactly what they're what they're doing. They've been a company for fifty something years. Uh, they just need to reinvest in themselves as a product and put the best product of theirs that they can out instead of trying to put out um, what the internet says is you know the, the the flavor of the month. They will never win that war against the internet and against the uh, thing. And speaking of flavor of the month, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk are in the news for some you know reason. <laughs> <laughs> can, now, I, can I talk? Can I? T- can I really? I want to take the head on Daniel Bryant real quick. Like, here, here's my thing, and, and this is this is going to be a topic that we're going to extend because it's rumors right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, let's get that out of the way first. Nothing is confirmed. There yeah. is no all elite. So and so is all elite graphic that has been put out. <laughs> Even though I had someone in my mentions last night sending me three different versions of it, I'm like, yeah, no, creative. There is nothing official. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, I think people want the Daniel Bryan and CM Punk signing to happen more than the end of the pandemic, and that's right? just where I'm going to lay <laughs> the first line of this discussion at right now. But seriously, I like here's here's the problem. Mathematically, why does this make sense for these guys? That's the first the bit of logic. Like, why why does it make sense for, for these guys? Com- it's paycheck. It's money. Yeah, for, yeah. for sure. For sure. It, it, it absolutely is Come money. But, but there's money everywhere for them. There's money everywhere. No, for them. I mean there isn't money everywhere for them. I mean, and, and also more importantly, well, it's about fitting in where you need to fit in. You know, if yeah. Daniel Bryan wants to be 
in front of the camera, in front of television as a notoriety for a bunch of different things, there's obviously an avenue for him. Uh, yeah, but, but there's a reason why we haven't seen him. He's gone into yeah, but- the island. True, true. And, you know, family just had a kid. And, yeah. uh, and so, so and- right. So whatever it's, so it's not, obviously it's not about just money. I mean, if Daniel Bryan came up with a book, T-shirt, some kind of hemp laced, you know, throw rug, you know, thing. <laughs> Surely people will be into it. I mean, because he yeah. has his fan base. Oh, like, um, yeah. But the idea is um, if he came out with a line of patchouli oil, people would give it a look. So what? Yeah. Now, the question and, and, is, should he wrestle again? I, well, That's, uh, because it's not about the money for, for both of them. Right. And wherever they go is peak interest. Peak ratings, peak fandom, mm-hmm. peak merch, everything. Bullshit. Any, any, any I'm, I'm going to call bullshit on that. What, what promotion? What promotion could they go to that doesn't work for them? I don't. So, so we're talking about two different things here. I don't think that Daniel Bryan or CM Punk equals X number hundred percent bump in ratings. I don't think either of those guys are bringing a million extra eyes to television. I would agree uh, with that. I would I, agree with that. I say I agree that, that nothing that huge. Okay, hell, I'll give you half a million. No, no, no. I'm not. I don't don't care about statistics about ratings and whatnot. I'm talking about the peak interest of people saying. But but that's how you measure peak interest. I mean, I mean, we we don't have numbers on how much they're selling advertisement for. You can't go on bullshit that you say on the internet. So the only thing, only numbers that we have are ratings and attendance. No, no, because no, what matters is that is because like it's not ever going to be comparable to AEW on TNT. Because if you said Kenny Omega was on TNT, I mean, excuse me, if Impact was on, I don't know, Fox, it would be a different argument here. But these other stations, Sinclair and Access, you're, yes, but you can measure those numbers against compete. themselves, though. Yeah, you but can no take a one year's worth of numbers and go, well, Ring of Honor has comparatively done this, and they know what that number is, and you can say, well, since Punk. They've done this. I, I okay. Well, I, again, they, they will increase, but they're not going to increase to a point that you just say access is on the same level as TNT. No, no, that's, that's not. So again, I'm not. I'm comparing it to itself. I'm not comparing it to the world uh, because if you that's like comparing the Super Bowl to a AEW pay per view. There is no comparison. I, but you I, can't I'm compare saying, numbers with itself. I'm saying that them two going. Let's I start with Ring of Honor. Them two going to Ring of Honor will bring as much attention as PCO and Marty Scroll did, where people were going to say, "Oh, I need to see what's going on with them." And yes, when they were at before the pandemic, when they were rolling, everybody was paying attention to Villain Enterprises, and merch was flying off the shelf. And then the pandemic, and then Marty Scroll and his shenanigans. But again, you know. It's hard to really measure because of the pandemic. And I think that people are paying attention to, I'm about to sneeze, but people are paying attention to Impact. I watch Impact regularly. Before this Kino Omega thing, people wasn't watching. I mean, when they had the big resurgence of their women's division, people were watching. Yeah. Part of of the signings with Deion Prazo, Kylie (laughs) Ray. But beyond that, people weren't paying attention to the men's division. Then Calibrate left and so then what, what are you basing when you say people? I mean, are you well, just so basing on saying, Twitter saying, trends? Are we just eyeballs? What are we talking I, I, about? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll say Twitter trends and in interest of I need to see what's going on with that promotion because that person is there. I'm saying so that just by mentioning a, Twitter puts them in a different category because casuals aren't necessarily going to go the extra mile to Twitter to talk about 
yeah. what they talk about. I mean, they're just going to watch what the show. What is the hardcore wrestling? And, and that's the thing. Yeah. I agree with that because the casuals are the ones that are in WWE. Those are your casuals. The people yeah, that's yeah. going to talk about Daniel Bryan or that's going to be intrigued in a CM Punk on AEW are the same ones that's going to be watching now. Right. So it's like, it's it's not going to be, and, and I understand what you're trying to say, Two chains, but even I agree with Jamal. Like for them going into AEW, if that does happen, or any other promotion outside of WWE, WWE, it's not going to be a big bang for them. And a little bit in a way, it's kind of past their prime. It's like your name still holds because we like to see you talk and communicate. But am I going to be excited to see you really wrestle in the ring after this this long? Mm. I'm not sure. I think, I, I think that holds true for CM Punk after the nostalgia of him coming back wears off. Mm-hmm. But with Daniel Bryan, I think that's a different that's a different story because there's a lot of options for him. Supposedly, what's going around is he's going to have this ability to work in Japan, etc. Right, I just saw that. So, and and him being able to do that is one of his bucket list things before he retires. So, if he's able to do that, more power to him. Mm-hmm. I made the joke today that he wanted to leave WWE so he didn't have to be on Total Bellas. But <laughs> when he goes over, to, if he does go over to AEW, he's obviously doing it because he has reassurances. He might well, have the Jericho deal. He might have the whole, I get to pick the dates I work. Like, remember when Hall and Nash were working WCW at first? They got to pick what house shows they worked, whether or not they worked Thunder, whether or not they worked Nitro. Is it on camera or is it in ring? So when we talk about, like, oh, what's, what's the whole point? It's like, well, it's the best deal you can get for yourself for the least amount of wear and tear on your body. Well, well, and well, if see- this is the least amount of wear and tear on both their bodies, I'll, I'll just keep it to, to, to Brian. If this is the least amount of wear and tear on his body, but it maximizes a comparable paycheck to what WWE might have given him, why not take that option? Yeah, well, here's here's my thing. I feel like Punk would never go to AEW because I don't I, I don't know the state of it. But if Fox still is still on the table and there's Fox money to be made, that's almost like an endorsement that you're just doing an appearance weekly. To make extra money, he's he's, he's he basically has right, a because he was he was head. bought in because he was bought in to be like a a, a play by not play by play guy uh, analyst. analyst. He'd yeah, be like yeah. the Jay Williams of like Fox when it comes yeah. to pro wrestling. And, so that was his whole point. And maybe he fights UFC again. His his last fight got overturned because of a suspension. <laughs> it's easy money for him. I mean, the dude has two fights, and they 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 basically showcase him like he's a main eventer. So he's getting a significant. Uh, a payout. I mean, his first fight, he got paid second most on that card. So you, you never know. Um, the, the 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 other thing with Daniel Bryan is that I, I've said this uh, on my weekly Impact review is that Daniel Bryan will get the Marty Scroll treatment in Impact if he goes there, where they give him creative. They give him the luxury to work wherever he wants. And like people love going to AEW as if they're the only people doing the Forbidden Door thing because they're screaming Forbidden Door. But if you look at Impact, Deanna's working AAA. Deanna's working NWA. You have, uh, what's his name, from New Japan in there right now. You just got Jay White here in New Japan. You got you got Finn Juice there. You got the Good Brothers on AEW. They're doing a Forbidden Door thing without people screaming they're doing a Forbidden Door. So you think Darian Bryan wouldn't be able to come there and be able to call his shot and do whatever he wants to do while getting a check from Anthem and getting a book? And being a draw and everybody else saying, oh, he's there, I'm coming. And him being an administrator position there. If Gail Kenneth is an administrator position there, Daniel Bryan could absolutely be an administrative But that's different because Gail Kim was born and bred in TNA before Does she it, got wasted in WWE. That's a yeah, different sure. That's a different story. Yeah, yeah. okay. But, the, but look what Marty Scroll got from um, Sinclair. They said, oh, 
that's a huge name that we want to attach to us. We're going to give him the biggest check he ever got. Ever. But didn't he also make his bones in, in ROH as well? Marsco, you would, I mean, when Mar- Marsco was never He's signed regular, to ROH. Yeah. He was a yeah, regular, so he was never regular. signed there. So I'm just saying, like, that's the, that's the approach that uh, Anthem will have to make with Darren Bryant. And I think it makes sense because if you go to AW, you're just one of the boys. You're not going to overstep the Bucks, Cody Christ, Kenny Omega, uh, Tony yeah, Khan, and his gimmick himself. It's not, you're just one of the boys if you go there. They're never, that's ever the big, go, go that's ahead. That's the big oh, thing I'm wondering about with both Punk and Bryan. If this pans out, if they both end up in AEW, how does that affect the landscape there? Because like you just said, you have the tippy-top tier guys that are the VPs. They are not going to let those guys be ahead of them. So where where do they fit in? That's what I'm trying to figure out. If this happens and they both show up and they both show up around the same time, like it's a Hall and Nash deal where they both kind of come in around, you know, within a month of each other. One of them shows up in New York and one of them shows up in Chicago in September and they both come in in September. How does it, where do they fit into the landscape there? Do they continue the path they've been doing with like Hangman Page, if I'm Hangman Page, I got questions. Yep. I'm, the, the, you, I'm yeah. looking right now. I'm like, I'm you, you, you hit the nail on the call from Will with him. Yep. And even, I, even look at Miro too. Miro being your yep. your secondary champion, and he's good enough to be your top guy in the company. Where does that go? In a way, it kind of compares just to add to you, Will. Oh, go ahead. Well, you go ahead first. How about our How about our, our guys Mordecai and Andrade? They just get knocked down the knock down the line. Nope. Yep. Yeah, yeah, looking like shiny, so no, a new shinier toy showed up. And you got to and you got to know that those conversations are very egotistical of selling wolf tickets left and right. You know they're damn well they're telling them everything they want to hear in order to draw them. But this is like back in the day when everybody was joining the NWO just because when you were in the NWO, you got a chance to be better. That's what it's looking like in the oh, way to me. Oh, no. <laughs> well, if that's the case, CM Punk is Horace Hogan is right now. <laughs> Book it. No, I don't buy that at all because I think the AEW definitely has a plan with their core guys who are, you know, 35 plus. They have a, mm-hmm. a hell of a, a, cro- a top a crop of younger talent that are 30 and under. Um, and then they have a bunch of uh, names that are on the in the twilight of the career, like a Big Show, like a Mark Henry, uh, like a Christian and Sting that are there to uh, as the reserves, Tully Blanchard and stuff like that. Um <laughs> I honestly think that if Brian comes in, he comes in like Christian. He comes in, you know, obviously as a person of interest, but not necessarily somebody that is going to, you know, take from anybody else. I think that the plate, the table is more than big enough uh, for everybody. Um, I don't see him just immediately go, I'm the actual belt collector and and just start wrecking people for every title in in, in existence. Uh, It just doesn't make a lot of sense for him to do that. It doesn't make uh, them... It doesn't make a lot of sense for them to piss away all of their goodwill with all of their um, with all of their talent. The stories that they've been building for the better part of a year with Adam Page and Kenny and the Elite and being the Elite and all that good stuff. Just to have Daniel Bryan come in for what five years, maybe working a sixty percent schedule. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Why? Why would you? Why would you put Darby on the back burner so that Dar- Bryan, Daniel Bryan can work twice a month? Why would you? Why would you tell Ricky Starks to not show up? So that Daniel Bryan can cut a promo. It, I mean, it, I, it, I don't buy it. And again, that's what that's why Impact makes sense because they don't have much top talent. I mean, 
Do you do Eddie Edwards or Daniel Bryan? Well, I mean, no that, that depends. That depends in, in what regard and and what you, what the long term goal is going forward. Because if you're going to do, uh, if you're going to have to choose between the two, Sammy Callahan or Daniel Bryan, are we talking about for this week, for this year? Are we talking about the Slammiversary next year? I mean, or, like, what's the long, what's the short and long term goals? Because long term, if Daniel Bryan's committed, then yeah, you ride with that hand. If he's not, yeah. then you use him sparingly, kind of like how WWE is using Edge. But just because Daniel Bryan and CM Punk's names are, are like on the table, allegedly, rumor, rumor, elbow, elbow, wink, wink, doesn't mean that he's coming and taking like food out of Orange Cassidy's mouth. I just don't, well, that doesn't make sense to me. Well, let's do this. Let's do this to, to wrap this topic. We're going around the table mm-hmm. and we're both going to say, where do we see the two of them going? Home, a promotion, or stay, <laughs> whatever it may be. So, Jamal, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, um, where are they going? I hope CM Punk stays home. Um, I hope Daniel Bryan shows up and does a freelance Jeff Cobb type of a deal uh, uh, and just pops up wherever he wants around the world. I don't want them to sign anywhere. I definitely don't need Punk on my TV, and Bryan I don't really care about. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if CM Punk does one of those celebrity boxing or MMA fights, uh, so I don't Yeah, get him, CM Punk versus Nate Robinson, sure. Boom. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Hey, look, and guess what? That it sounds like a joke, but people are getting paid people dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people yeah. are getting paid dollars. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised when they would definitely brand him as a wrestler to devalue his his MMA skill and put him up against some other Lamar Odom or something. So you just never oh, know. And people worse. are buying them. It's crazy, but people are buying them. It is anyway, true. Though. And is and, true. Dan- and Daniel Bryan and Impact. I'm st- I'm sticking with that one. Will. Okay. I have absolutely zero interest in seeing CM Punk in wrestling in 2021, regardless of where he is. So, with that said, if he is going to show up somewhere, I can't see it being anywhere but AEW, because he's going to want the biggest platform to do his thing, and he can drop pipe bombs there and and get in his shots at at WWE. I mean, if it's going to happen... That's where it will happen for him. Hopefully he just stays home, like Jamal said. Daniel Bryan's trickier. I think if he's going to come in, it's probably closer to being like an edge deal, like Jamal was saying. And if the rumors are true that he wants the the caveats of like, uh, I can also do Japan. So probably closely, more close to the Mox deal, where he can do New Japan and he can do AEW. I think it could happen, and I also think there's just as good a chance that Bryan could drop off the radar completely off the grid and go home and be a dad. I could see either one of those equally yep. happening. Who knows? Maybe in a month we'll know. But we will see. Sellis, get in here. So I say Daniel Bryan returns to WWE in 2022. And I see CM Punk. I'm going to do a curveball here. UFC. Because I think Punk wants one to only, not even a fight, just to commentate. I think Punk wants to use the mouthpiece and just to commentate. So I'm going to say a curveball at UFC and Daniel Bryan returns to WWE in 2022. Let me piggyback to that real quick. If if Damien, 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 Daniel Cormier, Daniel Cormier, thank you. If Fox would have played the stronger hand, would you say it would have came to fruition this year? Guaranteed. Mm Guarantee he would be on commentary right now. They got Michael Bixping and somebody else. Like Bixping's not bad. Bixping's yeah, not bad. he's I, not Daniel Cormier, but he's not bad. And he's also not. Uh, what's my other man that always gets beat? I, I, it'll come to me in a second. Um, 
but yeah, they, they definitely got some X fighters with a lot of charisma uh, on there that it fits CM Punk mode. Um, go ahead, uh, Damien. CM Punk fights Jake Hagar and Wardlow in a cage match, gets his ass beat, and then moves on to commentary for AEW. What's the one on Friday nights that no one's going to watch? AEW what? Rampage. That, there you go. That's a nice way to use him uh, to bring him in that realm because I don't want to see him wrestle either. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the whole CM Punk nonsense. But yeah. Daniel Bryan, that's a good call, Marcellus, to think like maybe he just takes the rest of the year off mm-hmm. and then goes back home to what 2 Chains said in 2022. I mm-hmm. honestly think he does want to work Japan. Mm-hmm. He, is, he is craving that for his career. He wants to be the American Dragon working in Japan one more time. And mm-hmm. I think that's what he's going to do in 2021. I don't think he signs a, a exclusive deal. If he does, it's it's not going to be one where we don't see him in other places because the quote unquote forbidden door, if, if you're going to let him work at impact for a day here or there, why not? Because they already have that working relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think honestly, 2021 where he goes is to Japan for at least one night. Let it be let, or in 2022. Let it be wrestle kingdom. And then, then he can just be like, you know what? I'm good. I'm gonna be a dad. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell granola and just and sell plaid shirts. Like that's what he wants to do. Cool. But that's what I want to see. I want to see Daniel Bryan be happy, healthy, and live out that one last wrestling dream he hasn't done or he yeah. wants to do. And that to, to add to that 2022, I, was, I think it'd be uh, Royal Rumble. Just one more Rumble appearance. That's it. I was thinking about uh, Chael Sonnen in the UFC for commentary. Yeah, gets his ass beat, but he sure as hell can talk. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. We'll definitely will see. Um, really quickly before we uh, throw it to Jamal with our week weekly news. Uh, anybody interested in Jay White? Who? No. Okay. A uh, who? His beard's uh, more no. interesting than he is. A uh, who? A uh, no. And Celis is not even a paying attention. And I'm paying attention. Just had Jay White. Jay White does nothing for me. Yeah, uh, Jay White Dang. is absolutely Jay White is absolutely the perfect candidate for the liver transplant that he's about to give to Kenny Omega. It's like New Japan. New Japan was looking like I'm pretty sure they were just like, please get New Japan on the line. We need somebody, anybody, any belt. And they're just like, we do got this Jay White guy. You may have heard of him. (laughs) (laughs) He got the never open weight championship. We really don't care about that. We'll let that happen. And I will say on a positive note, good for Jay White because no one knows who he is. And he's the leader of the Bullet Club. No one knows who I he is. I think people know. They just don't care. No, no. People I don't, don't I know, know who, who he is. is. People do not know who he is. <laughs> really? But this, but, don't but, know but, this, but this should boost him. This should boost him because anybody in the vicinity of, of, of Kenny Omega is interesting to people. So good for him for finally being able to become relevant after, I don't know, what has it been, two years since Kenny Omega? Three years since Kenny Two years since Kenny Omega left. So, yeah, two years. Yeah. yeah so, uh, finally. Jamal. What is we talking about with our news tidbits for this week? Uh, the so we, we have OnlyFans news, uh, breaking news from the Only OnlyFans division. All right, Ben, uh, who we who we subbing to? Uh, Kira Hogan. Uh, what? So apparently, I know what he's going to say. Go ahead, Mark. go ahead. Uh, Kira, oh, yeah. yeah, from our OnlyFans division, Kira Hogan uh, on OnlyFans announced that she oh, is leaving oh. uh, Impact. Huh? What? Yeah, she's leaving Impact after these tapings. Yes. Yeah. So these. Okay. This okay. Is, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me. Let me. Let, so I, no fire, I did not hear no anything about flavor. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. I got to bring this to attention. First of all, we have an OnlyFans division when we start doing this. Don't worry about that. You don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. So we got only subscribe to our OnlyFans. Um, things get wild no, on there. Not our OnlyFans. We, I mean, oh, here's OnlyFans. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, sorry, Damien. I tried to put yeah. you on, Damien. My bad. Do you know Damien got his OnlyFans? I do, but it's not for wrestling talk. But that's beside the point. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah we know it's not for wrestling talk. <laughs> <laughs> Toot that thing up. Sh- <laughs> uh oh. Uh-oh. Uh, go ahead, Jamal. Sorry about that. leaving Impact. That's a huge Yeah, she announced, deal. she announced that after these tapings, she is done with Impact. She wants to see what else is out there for her. Yep. Damn. So uh, she is done. Uh, Fire and Flavor have broken up at the pay-per-view. Uh, Kiera Hogan's 26. And that uh, she signed a multi-year deal in 2019. And, of course, after multiple years, uh, she is done with Impact. So uh, good on her. Maybe she'll wind up at NXT and not be Sasha Banks. I don't know, but um. Ooh, oh, do you know you know that gatekeeping that there's zero chance she's going to a uh imp- NXT. Uh, little, little, NXT zero chance zero yeah. chance. Um. Also, uh, apparently Velveteen Velveteen Dream had a, a very interesting two hours. Um, <laughs> oh, yesterday! What a mess! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a total mess. Uh, but apparently, he was supposed to be booked at uh, a, a promotion that I'm not going to mention because fuck are you doing. Um, but apparently, yeah, he was booked uh, at this event called Home Sweet Home, um, and then the owner kind of came out and said, "Hey, quote, I believe any man can be slandered and have been through other situations in my life, un- unrelated but untrue." After careful consideration, Dream has been removed. You, sir, are a dumbass. But <laughs> um, took him about two hours after an avalanche of backlash that came through and asked the collective thought of, what are you doing? Uh, but yeah, so Dream uh, over uh, for his you know, return to wrestling, uh, at least for right now. I do think that he'll work again, but I do think it's too, way too soon. Um, SummerSlam, it's in Vegas uh, on the 22nd of... 21st of August. I'll be, I'll be there. Uh, we're flex, but okay. Uh, so 21st of August, Vegas. Uh, good time. But the uh, if you can't make it, because, you know, it is Vegas, uh, you can go to the movie theater and see it. Uh, there's yeah. a bunch of theaters in a bunch of states. Uh, what brands? Mostly, hmm? What brands? Uh, Regal? No. Uh, it's a bunch of theaters in a bunch of states. So if you have a showcase cinema uh, in, in near you or... Uh, a Marcus uh, Theater near you, um, uh, Phoenix Theaters, uh, CMX, which used to be called something else. Uh, do, we, do we have any of those around here? I think we got Phoenix around us. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Harkins Theaters and Alamo Draft House. So we do have Alamo. Us, so for us, uh, Bowtie in Annapolis Mall in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, oh, they were yeah. going to have it there. That's the only one in the state of Maryland. In Virginia, uh, you trash. Have, you, well, I mean, come down. Be bougie if you want, but damn. I mean, can, can they live? Can 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 the people in Annapolis have a theater? I mean, hey, I, I live near there, so. I mean, they're not about no damn Annapolis, bro. You still got another like what? ten minutes. Ten minutes. Is it really ten from Bowie? Yeah, thirteen to twenty-three. Yeah, no, I mean it, it's about ten minutes because he's doing ninety on fifty. Um, <laughs> the speed limit is sixty-five. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's why he's doing ninety because. It's okay. It's okay. Right. Uh, foot through the floor. So um, Alamo Draft House in uh, Loughton out there in Ashburn. 
Um, they have uh, Alamo Drafthouse, uh, Phoenix Theaters in uh, Charlottesville, Norfolk, Richmond, and uh, Alamo Drafthouse Woodbridge. Um, it, down there in Texas, particularly the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, you have uh, Look Cinemas Dallas on Northwest Highway in Dallas, Texas. So, oh, wow. So look. Okay, wow. That's a way to get them in. Got it. Yeah. Mm. So um, uh, there are some uh, places in San Antonio, El Paso, Katy, uh, Austin, uh, Cibolo, Texas, uh, Corpus Christi, Waxahachie, uh, beautiful Waxahachie. Uh, so yeah, SummerSlam in the theater. Uh, it may actually be, well, it's not cheaper than Peacock, but um, it's not going to be in, I don't know what like the, these type of theaters there are, if they're just regular uh, or if they're like in Dolby Cinema or anything like that, but it's, you know, it's worth checking out. Um, iconicreleasing.com slash WWE dash SummerSlam 2 in 2021 uh, or WWE.com slash SummerSlam in theater. Uh, they have the full listing of all the theaters that have SummerSlam in. You know, you guys can watch it with uh, all the other marks in the um, in the theater. Um, good. Right. Uh, Big Cass, uh, now known as Cass XL. He is uh, doing an impact stint and apparently that stint runs out at Bound for Glory. He's been signing short-term contracts with them. He doesn't really want to sign anything long-term. They don't really want to offer him anything long-term. Cool, you, it worked out. So they signed up for a couple months, and that ends in Battle Glory in October. You have you have got to treat him that way. I understand he has some health issues. He's had a problematic past. You have got to treat him like Josh Gordon or anybody else, where you have to give him incentives short terms he's been killing it he probably had my favorite match at slammer uh at slammiversary so that is not nothing for people to be like timid about this is exactly how you handle this situation yep um i 100 agree um in reality show news uh cj perry <laughs> you may know her as lana from wwe she is going to be in a revival of the surreal life on vh1 this fall oh. it's going to be her dennis rodman Frankie mm-hmm. Muniz, uh, Tamar Braxton, Stormy Daniels, August, oh, August Alcina. Oh, um, Entanglement, man? Oh, August. Oh, my man, Mr. Entanglement. entanglement. Oh, snap. DJ Perry and August Alcina in an entanglement. He, he had um, an entanglement with Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, Don't let Miro find out. <laughs> oh, snap. Nobody bring Miro in. I've been there. I'm watching um, them. Kim Cole and in. Manny Moore. Kim Cole. M-U-A. Kim, you said Kim Cole? Kim Cole? Yeah, Kim Cole. I think from Living Single, right? Oh yes! Oh man! But she was doing gonna... VH1 stuff for a while, so this isn't right. new to her. Right. So this is going to be a thing uh, that's coming this October, it says. Uh, so that's actually uh, you know cool, and you know, and so you know, a lot of AEW confirmed. Maybe, maybe not, because she's right now cooped up in the house with Kim Cole's. Um, and lastly, AEW news, uh, Thunder Rosa finally got her uh, big Twitter post that she is officially all elite. Uh, she says, responded to that, quote, never in my life, uh, never in my life doubt that I would be where I want to be. Today is one of the biggest accomplishments in my career has been announced. Uh, hashtag Lamera is finally where she belongs. So good on you, uh, Thunder Rosa, for finally signing long term with AEW. It will be interesting to, to know how that happened because I thought her contract was up next year with NWA. Um, I presume, and this is just a guess on my part, that Tony Khan brought out the rest of her contract and said, nah, uh, her back's packed, get her ass over here immediately. We need to be in Charlotte next week. Um, yeah. Uh, and, you know, and that happened. 
but also uh, equally important is that hopefully they can start real long-term storylines and long-term booking with her uh, because Britt Baker really needs somebody uh, to go against and uh, send it over a random Japanese woman for a six-week stay and ain't the move. And Rio's been non-existent since she came back. Um, Sheeta's been non-existent since she uh, lost the belt. So Britt Baker needs a dance partner. Rosa gave her her best match. It only, it makes sense. Can, do you have anything else after this? Cause I want to talk about this really quickly, if we can. Um, okay, so, uh, so yeah, just a couple uh, quick things. Of course, SmackDown's tomorrow. New Japan's uh, strong number fifty is tomorrow. Uh, so good on them for fifty episodes. Uh, Ring of Honor comes through GCW Home Company in Atlantic City. Uh, that's going to be a show of interest uh, to uh, to watch tomorrow. I believe that's Matt Cardona versus uh, cosplay deathmatch guy uh, Nick Cage. Uh, Nick Gage. Um, then you have uh, H2O Wrestling, also part of GCW Weekend, uh, that's down in Atlantic City. Uh, two shows for GCW, that's uh, Saturday and Friday and Saturday. Um, WWE is hitting the road doing house shows. Uh, they're going to be in Pittsburgh this weekend and Louisville, Kentucky. I'll never call it what you call it, but uh, Louisville, Kentucky uh, on the 25th, uh, <laughs> which is interesting because it's a house show. Why? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what's happening, and AEW is creeping closer to number 100. Uh, there's episode 96 is going to be in Charlotte, and that's Fight for the Fallen, uh, 2021, and that's the news for this week. All right, quickly, Thunder Rosa signing to AEW. I just want to know you all's reaction thoughts about this. And like I said, this in our group chat, I said, you know, she's part of that diversity inclusion or whatever group with Cody. So, um, you know, that's that's. Sort of a task force, if you ask me. Um, so it was only a matter of time before they signed her. I'm not going to steal Will's comment that he said because he's absolutely right about it. So I let him say it. But um, Thunder Rosa signing here is the only thing that makes sense because if you want a guaranteed deal, that's going to pay you more than your previous guaranteed deal, but you can probably still work your other previous place mm-hmm. and you can still have your promotion. And you yep. got merch that dropped immediately that you didn't have to come up with and all this other stuff. It's a match made in heaven for her. Um, this is something unbelievable for her. This is something that she could never thought in a thousand years because you thought the goal was to get the WWE and then everything you work for, you turn it in. And then you, you know, basically step onto the other side of this portal. But it's just like everything she works for got her a contract and she still gets to keep it. It just makes sense. So um, it was only a matter of time. It was only it was only a matter of time. So no surprise here. I'm not excited for her because it's like her being in AEW in the capacity that she was. That's when I was excited. Now I'm just like, yeah, yeah, sure. About time. Y'all got it done. Uh, anybody want to jump in there? Any other comments with this? It was uh, inevitable. Yeah. Took yeah. long enough. It was inevitable. Like you said, uh, yeah. uh, Britt needs a dance partner because last night's match with Nyla was not good live. I don't know how it came across on television. Uh, not the same. And Yuka Sakazaki ain't it because as much well, as we love the magical weeks. girl, well, they brought her in for some reason, but again, they're losing all the Japanese stars, so they needed somebody else. Uh, and Penelope Ford ain't ready yet. So I think it's uh, inevitable. And you're, to, to James' point, she still gets to run Mission Pro. She still gets to bring her her uh, students in to work Elevation or Dark. So it's a win-win situation for her. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, the last thing about that, I would say, is that obviously good for her, it's well-deserved. Uh, but I also think that uh, AEW really, really, really needs to jump on these other unsigned talents that have been there 
just as long, if not longer, like Calvin King, like Diamante. Like, you know, get get on that. Get on to AEW. Obviously, Rosa you know, brings a lot more to the table with all the backstage uh, shenanigans that she brings. Um, with Mission Pro and the the talent of, of the quality of talent that she has coming through. But realistically, um, you do have right. some quality talent there that needs to be signed as well. Also, you bring up a good point. You need to see, you need to sign the captain if you're going to continue to use the captain's talent. Mm-hmm. Very true. True. Yep. Uh, I'd love you to know what in? the heck that I'd love to know what the heck the NWA got to get <laughs> out of this deal. Because Lord knows that I mean they're they're just being made to look like, look, we're, uh, we need that, we need that, and uh, yeah, you're just gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> they don't want to be here with you anymore, so let, let's get this done. <laughs> what what, yeah. what Billy Corgan's trying to accomplish with the NWA, I'm not quite sure, but. It is. It is. Hopefully, yeah. he got some ducats and some, uh, maybe some hookups, maybe some appearances, some people or something. Yeah, I don't right. know. I guess, I guess we're gonna have a state of the union. I mean, and like, I wasn't on the show last week, but I was interested to know what you all cover, uh, Billy Corgan's and their whole NWA announcements. Um, so maybe we can jump into that next week, uh, because I think it is. I think I think we have to do a state of the union of what. Is going on at NWA because right now we don't know. We are invested. I it's think hours. Well, so does it really matter? Uh, well, I mean, I true. No, you're right. I mean, you know, it's not like it's even if I wanted to see it. Okay, I mean, it's I gotta have a credit card to see it, so I'm good. Then mm. paywall promotion. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess so. All right. Well, fuck it. We're out. We done. <laughs> we done today. <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> Well, folks, again, the Big Go Bell podcast, we're live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can join in on, join, join, in, on, join in on our discussions weekly uh, by joining us at our um, all of our social medias, because every member 